0: Now for the show that's truly too hot to handle—it's the Melting Path, and it starts right now. You're listening to the Melting Pat. Here's your host, Pat Johnson. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the show, The Melting Pat, the Next Level Network. How are you? Are we good? We doing okay? I, I am in a lot of pain today. So, <laughs> so we made some changes to the show for this the episode for this week. We uh, we're not doing a song because I don't have it in me to do a mouth rip today. And if I can't do that, I'd rather not do the song. But don't worry, we got some stuff on the on uh, coming up. Don't you worry, we got music coming up from here now and from uh, oh, who was it? Telltale maybe? I forget. Anyway, and we may have an interview. With not one, not either, not not either of those bands, but we're uh, in the works with a with a different friend of the show. With I should say, with different friends of the show, it's more than one. So we're working on that, but no song today. Sorry, I know, I know. There you go. You get a little uh, little mouth ripping anyway. Yeah, I, I just, you know, if I feel like I can't do it justice, I'd I'd rather just not do it. So. There we go with that. Today, we will talk about uh, cease and desist orders, letters, order, letter, whichever one. You had some good answers on that one. Um, The question, well, I'll talk about it in a second. Uh, We will also talk about welfare fraud. I saw this case in the news the day after I recorded the show. So I had to sit on this for a week, and I'm pretty disappointed about that because I wanted to tell the story. But that's okay. Now we can do it today. And then we may hear from the captain, as we go forward uh, toward the end of the show here. And I also have one little tip for you at the end of the show. So don't miss that. All right, it's about finances. It's important. I want you to listen. Okay? All right. But that's later. First thing we're doing today. I got a vasectomy on Friday. And oh my goodness, I am in pain today. I <laughs> and I talked to several people who had vasectomies. And they let me know what was up, They how to prep for it, what's going to happen after. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to hurt for a little while. it would be some bruising. Sure. Um, but, man, today, like the day after, Saturday morning sucked. And then the good drugs kicked in, but they're all gone now. Um, and today, yeah, today sucks. Today's not good. It's just, oh, man, just, uh, just not good. So, anyway, shout out to the doctor. Uh, I won't mention their name because I... Didn't get uh, didn't get the okay, as you know. I don't mention people's names unless they say okay. But the nurse, her name's Patrice, and she said, "Sure, give me a shout out." What the hell? Hell yeah! I almost said, "Hell yeah, brother, brother." Hell yeah, sister, sister. Let's do this. I um, the, like the procedure itself was not bad. It was more uncomfortable than painful. And so what happens is, if you don't know when you get a vasectomy, I'm not gonna, I won't get too graphic. Don't worry. Uh, they numb the area. Right, they make a little incision. They go inside and and snip, snip the little little uh, whatever it's called, little tubes there. They snip that, and uh, what my doctor did, what I don't know. And not every doctor does this. Some doctors will just snip, snip, and then leave it be and say good luck out there. But my doctor, uh, what's the word, cauterized? Yeah, she burned the boys. So she burned the tubes as well, and uh, so she's doing all the snip, snipping. And I'm awake, by the way, because they just numb the area, keep you awake. And, uh, and play music and talk to you. Like there, she put on, Patrice put on Spotify. Uh, so we were talking about that, talking about the music. We talked about the podcast and just having a conversation, which did two things. Distracted me. Like it was fun just to have a conversation and it distracted me from what was going on, which was great. So yeah, I didn't really feel the snippy snip. I heard it right again, awake. So I heard the snippy snip and I'm like, oh man, that's interesting. Didn't look, not going to do that. I'm not a psycho. Uh, not that you're a, well, yeah, I think if you look, if you watch yourself being operated on, I think you're a bit of a psycho. Yeah. We'll leave that in there. Um, so yeah, I, I, oh man. So doctor's doing the thing. He's like, all right, now you're going to feel a pinch and a burn. And, uh, I for sure felt a pinch in the burn and that sucked. And this like, all right, to the other side, snip, 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 moving around, doing all that. Okay. pinch and a burn. Ooh, felt a pinch in the burn. Uh, so that sucked, but Hey, it was great. For, uh, for a little while, when the anesthesia was still in effect, it sucked after that wore off. And, oh, funny thing. So at the end of it, the doctor's like, all right, let's get this on there. So he splashed something on my area. And it was the most wonderful sensation that I felt. And I said, what was that? Because that was f- fantastic. I loved it. And she's like, that was just warm water. And I was like, oh, can we do that again? Like, can we do that a couple more times? Because, like, I'm feel I feel like I should do that right now. Like, I should be doing that... On the show, splashing. I would get a mess. It would get messy in here. Uh, splashing warm water on my on my crotch. That would be great. Uh, the frozen peas are helping. Shout out to everybody who recommended that. Hold on, I had to move them around. I'll probably cut out the sound there, unless you like that ASMR stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I am uh, I am neutered, as it were. I mean, we got to wait and uh, do some testing to make sure it worked. So three months from now, we'll let you know if it worked and if i am uh, officially neutered. So, there we go. Shout out to my wife by the way. Man, i felt bad about this cuz i was like, you know, should we wait till the kids older and he can kind of take care of himself so you're not by you're not with him by yourself for like 2 or 3 days when i'm on bed rest. She's like, "No, no, no, do it. It's fine. I'll feel better when you do it." I said, "Okay." And so i was down in bed from Friday afternoon, Friday evening to Sunday evening. I tried to come down on Sunday afternoon or something like earlier Sunday and I sat on the couch and it really hurt. Like I was really uncomfortable and it was painful. So I was like, ah, oh, damn it, I tried. So then Monday, well Monday morning the kid woke up at two forty AM for the day. He went to sleep at like five PM, which sometimes he'll wake up at like eight or nine and then we'll put him back to sleep by like eleven. Or just put him right back to sleep, change him, put him to sleep, uh, and he'll be fine. Other times, he'll sleep for like fifteen hours and wake up at six or seven or whatever, but, uh, Monday morning. Yeah. He was up at two 40 AM for the day. So I got to hang out with him in the wee hours. So that was, that was fun. So yeah. Um, it was, it was interesting. The whole process was, was interesting. Uh, my insurance is good enough that it cost me $10, $10 copay. And I did ask because, uh, at the end of this, at the end of three months I have to do some testing and then I had to give a sample, right. And, and make sure that it worked that the boys are not there anymore, right? So I got to do a sample. So I asked, like, hey, do I have to come back and, you know, go in a room with a sticky magazine and do that? And they were like, no, no, you do it yourself or you go to, uh, you bring your sample to a lab core. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not uh, not comfortable carrying the sample to the lab. So let me pay for the kit to do it at home. So they gave me a whole uh, list of, here's what you do, here's when you do it. So again, of course, I will let you know. I'm not going to update you along the way of like, hey, we've done this this many times, so now we can. No, no, I'm not going to do that. That's weird, but and that's not what you want to hear, right? But I will let you know in uh, in three months if it worked, and uh, hopefully it did. So there we go. Yeah, it was uh, procedure itself was not bad. The after word after stuff is it's bad. It, like I'm really today's a bad day. Like I always say with my back, I have good days and I have bad days. Well, with this, I've had okay days and not okay days, and this is not an okay day. So. There we go. It's due, again Tuesday. Hopefully by the time you hear this, the stitches will fall out, will have fallen out. And uh, it's funny. They had to, they put it in all caps, in bold, in the instructions. Do not try to remove the stitches, remove the stitches yourself. And the doctor also said to me out loud, do not try to remove the stitches yourself. So I guess a lot of guys are dumb. I guess that's it. Like a lot of guys are, oh, I already this. and they try to rip them out and cause a bigger problem. So uh, I will deal, I will just moan and complain that I'm uncomfortable and uh that might and <laughs> will we get a sense of that jerome yeah probably um yeah but i'm not gonna try to rip out i'm not a doctor i'm not a nurse i'm not a whatever we're gonna let it run its course hopefully i'll be good uh by friday or sunday i guess and uh let you know when we can uh well never mind we're not gonna go there but uh we were talking about the podcast the uh, patrice the doctor me talking about the podcast and Patrice was saying, hey, you know, my daughter and I kind of want to start a show. And I said, like, there is a myth about podcasting, that there are too many. However, a lot of podcasts start and go for like three, four, five weeks. And then they realize, hey, this is more work than I wanted to do. Or like, this is harder than I thought. Or I'm not making $100,000 right away. And then they stop. So are there a lot of podcasts out there? Yes. But if you want to do it, like what I do, I don't worry about listenership or if I'm going to get sponsors or whatever. I don't even look at my download numbers. To be completely honest with you, I don't even look. It doesn't bother me at all. If, if one person or 30 people or 500 people listen to the show, I won't know and it won't matter because I'm going to put the show together the same way. The only way I'm changing the show is if I don't like where it's going or if somebody reaches out and says, hey, I was listening and I heard this and I think it'd be better if you did it this way. Or like maybe you should try this. And I do take people's suggestions into account. But other than that, I just it's, this is for me. I do this show for me and I love it. It's fantastic. I sit with you every week uh, today with the uh, peas on my crotch, frozen peas on my crotch here. and uh, <laughs> And we have a good time, right? And so why wouldn't I want to keep doing it? And so I encourage anyone who wants to start a show. If you're thinking about it, hey, I want to do a show, have a plan. Don't just turn on the microphone and not have an idea what you're going to do. Have an idea of what the episode will be. So if you're going to talk about, oh, let's talk about uh, high school memories or whatever. Or let's do, hey, I used to work at a store. Let's talk about dumb customers like I used to do all the time uh, back when I worked at the store. Or like, hey, let's make this a sports day. Or, hey, we'll take some questions. Or things that are like, you know what bothered me today? We'll talk about this. And just make a plan. It doesn't have to be like, you could do like a themed episode. Every week we're like, okay, this week we're doing this, this week we'll do this, this week we'll do this. You don't have to do what I do and just mash it all together and hope that it works. I think it does. It works for me. Um, but I would say, Patrice, if you're out there, thank you for listening. Thank you for the uh, for the great conversation while the, do- while the doctor was snipping my things. Um, start the show. Do the show. Uh, if you have any questions, let me know. The Melting Pad is where you reach me. Anybody, any questions about starting a show? Uh, I will be more than happy to assist you, advise you, do whatever I can. Because if you want to do it, the only thing stopping you is you. Like, don't let. Oh, there are so many shows. Don't worry about that. Some weirdo is talking about that. D- leave him over there. It's usually a guy. Leave him over there. Go enjoy yourself. Start your show with your daughter or whoever, and uh, and just and do it. You want to have fun with it. Get the idea down. Get some. Do a little prep work beforehand. Turn on the microphones. Have a great time, and uh, let me know so I can listen. All right, thank you, Patrice. Shout out to the doctor. Shout out to I don't know my insurance for having a for making it cost ten bucks. That's crazy, man. Ten dollars to get permanent birth control. Ten bucks. Crazy stuff. I'm in a lot of pain. I'm uncomfortable. Well, in a lot of pain is maybe the wrong phrase. I'm very uncomfortable. So. We did cut some things from the show, but that's okay. So uh, we'll take a break now. Maybe we'll have a new sound effect in between. We'll see what we can do. I don't know. We'll take a break. We'll come back, and we will talk about whether or not you got to cease and desist and why. And I love all these answers, so we will do that right after this. Hey, we're back. Maybe the sound effect made its way in, or two of them. I don't know. I thought about it the other day, if I could use a new sound effect. So if I can find it. We'll do that when we take breaks. Does that sound good? Oh, we didn't do the break. We didn't clap. I'm sorry. All right, let's come back. There we go. All right, was that fun? Is that fun? Is that anything? No? Okay. So we had a question for you this week. Uh, (laughs) This has actually come up for me back in the day, but Jill asked me about this the other day, my smoking hot wife, if you don't know. Um, Have you ever gotten a cease and desist? Because Jill got one from Mary Kay. After she was a rep. So we will talk about that. That'll be the last one because that's just silly. And I want to make fun of some dork for reporting her. But thank you all for your answers. Meg says, Nope. Okay, I'm sorry. The question was Have you ever gotten a cease and desist? If so, for what? And if not, what do you think is the funniest reason to get a cease and desist? Okay, so Meg says, Nope. And I think the funniest reason is billionaires being pissy. Their public flight logs are made more public by an in- ingenuitive dork online. There you go. <laughs> that is funny. Well, they're tracking my flights. Bah! That's all public, man. That's completely public. Like, you're just mad because somebody's tweeting about it, making fun of you for doing whatever it is you do. There you go. Fantastic. Good way. Good reason to get a and I think. Worth it. Our friends, the band Threw It All, said we made shirts that said celebrity names backwards. Wanye Kest, Sailor Twift. Sold about 100 on Etsy before Taylor's, email, Taylor's legal team emailed me and said, don't do this. That's fantastic. That's hilarious. First of all, those shirts are funny. That's very funny. Second of all, yeah, I could see why Taylor's team would be like, hey, hey, no, 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 don't do this. But it's good. Like, you didn't have to pay the, pay the money back or, like, pay for the, the proceeds you got from the shirts. They just said, hey, stop it. So that's helpful. So, like, you didn't get in real trouble because, like, nobody kicked down your door and arrested you or took all your money or whatever they just said hey 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 don't do this so i like that see not bad right then you got a fun story to tell good stuff all right our friend on threads 12 days in june said not me personally but the company i work for got a cease and desist order from 2k games for jokingly tweeting at rockstar asking if they needed a publisher for grand theft auto 6 that is hilarious and i did reach out like hey like what exactly happened and it was basically like, "Hey." They, they respond, the company where he works responded, uh, 12 days in Jude's a band, by the way, or a musician. So we'll be looking at his music too, uh, for later on the show. We'll try it out. I can't believe I've not listened yet. I'm the worst. I'm a bad friend. I'm sorry. So I was like, Hey, like what happened? So yeah, the tweet was some tweet from rockstar and they replied like, Hey, you looking for a publisher? And then like, it's clearly a joke, but then somebody picks it up and everybody sees it. it goes viral. And then 2k stepped in and said, no, 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 take it down. Stop. Stop the show. Don't do that. So yeah, basically lawyers are not fun. And they don't have senses of humor in this in these cases. So there we go. No, I get it. I I get it. I'm just making a joke. All right, lawyers, relax. Okay. MAG says, no, but if you're gonna get one, make it so that it's from some guy who's now married to an ex of yours and you're making a killing off a sex tape the two of you made back in the day and she doesn't mind. (laughs) Wait, wait, okay. So you and your ex made a sex tape and you went, like, are you still, have you been selling the tape all along, making money, or did you only start after she married this other guy? Were you always doing this? Like, say you were with her for whatever, a year, two years, you broke up, it was, you know, amicable, whatever. So you're like, hey, we made this tape, can I sell this or whatever. And she's like, yeah, sure, whatever, fine, I don't care. Right, so she moves on with her life. You go about your business. You're selling this tape, this homemade tape. I don't know what kind of production you put into it, but good for you, right? So you're selling this tape. Let's just say she's not with this guy yet. And you're selling this tape the whole time. And then she gets with this guy and they get married. And somehow he finds out about the tape. How he finds out about the tape? Maybe that's a question they have to talk to each other about right? Maybe that's something they need. Like, what are you, why are you looking for that? Or she's just like, yeah, we did, I did it years ago. And, uh, he asked if he could sell it. And I said, I have no problem with that. And now this guy's mad. So he's trying to get you to stop. Or are you doing this to spite this guy for some reason? And you only started selling the tape after she got married because you knew the guy somehow, or you heard about the guy and wanted to get a rise out of him. Which one of those is better? I feel like the first way is better for you because, like, it's something you already were doing and have done for a while. And then the guy finds out and's like, no, that's my wife. Uh, Whereas if you're like, you're just being a jerk, although it's kind of funny, um, if you're doing it only after they got married. But if she's okay with it, that's really the linchpin for me. Like, if she's not okay, then obviously that's an issue, right? Or if she says, you know what, I'm no longer comfortable, then you stop. But the fact that the guy is wound up about it because he found it or heard about it or or whatever. Maybe he maybe one of his oh one of his friends bought it and is like, hey, wait, this this woman looks familiar. Hey, hey, Jimmy, you know this guy? You know this girl? He's like, what, my what, what bro. And so that could be funny too. But I like to imagine that you like you're just doing this after just for fun for yourself to make some money. Like, hey, made a sex tape. You want to check it out? And somebody buys it, people buy it. And that's funny. So that is a funny reason. To get a C and D, thank you. I know we went off on a couple tangents there, but I think we made it out okay. There we go. All right, Drave says can't remember if it was a cease and desist, but it was a warning letter from Dish back in the day when I would create all access cards. It was stupid easy to do. They never pursued it, uh, and I only quit because people stopped using Dish. So Dish Network satellite TV service. Um, Drave did explain this, and I I didn't write the rest of it down. Sorry, buddy, but they would have these cards, I guess, they'd make these cards that would give you all access to everything on the service, all the channels. And I guess he would make the print these cards. I guess they, they used to be like a floppy disk. You print these cards out and people were like, oh, here you go. Stick this in your receiver or whatever and get all the free channels. And that's fun. And uh, Dish Network obviously said, hey, 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 stop that. You're stealing money from us, even though they're crooks and all that. But anyway, thank you, Drave. And good for you for... Stick it to the man, in a way. You didn't technically get a C, a C and D, so that's good. So you didn't get, any real, get in any real trouble, right? Like, there was no real consequence. Unless, except, hey, knock it off, right? So that's not really official. But I imagine if you had kept doing it, they eventually would have really cracked down. Right? No? All right. Uh, Seth says, I've gotten a few of the old cease your swashbuckling on the digital C's notices over the years. I just laugh and keep doing it anyways. They don't really pursue it unless you're spreading wealth like some nautical Robin Hood, which isn't a big deal to me, to be honest, because what real privateer shares? <laughs> I get in, get out, and enjoy the spoils. There you go. Yeah, man. You shouldn't pirate shows, Wink. I <laughs> I did know somebody in college who, uh, let's see, we were watching something, let's say nefariously, and we were both, so we were both on our computers, both watching the same feed, And the next day, he gets a little red note in his mailbox from IT, hey, you got flagged for watching this thing. And I didn't. And so for years, we wondered why he got flagged and I didn't when we were doing the same exact thing. So not really a and d just like, hey, we saw you do this. Don't do it on our network. And uh, nothing happened because we did it again and nobody cared. So it was fine. And it was just, it was fine. So, uh, yeah, well, you know, we were in college. We didn't have 60 bucks to pay for the thing. So, <laughs> yeah, I would imagine uh, they're going to say, hey, knock it off, but they're not going to do anything because you're not sharing it. Like you're just watching it for you. Then they're going to be like, hey, quit it and then move on to somebody else. Because it's not like you're broadcasting it to, every, to other people so they could see it, too. You're just like, oh, I want to watch this, whatever it is. So, yeah, I get it. But, yeah, it's a good pirate. Why would you share? Don't do that. That's for you. All right, thanks, buddy. Vito says, Never got one from any company or authority, but I did get a verbal one from my grandmother when I was a teen, and she found out I was downloading music illegally as well as watching pirated WWE pay-per-view streams over the Internet. She'd watched one too many scare tactics segments on daytime talk TV. She really thought the cops were going to show up and tilt my great-grandmother away to prison since the Comcast account was in her name. That is hysterical. I mean, I'm sure your grandmother and great-grandmother were horrified at the possibility, but that is very funny that you watch a thing on TV, like, oh, if you do this, they're going to come take away your TV and throw you in jail. And they freak out, and then people, you know, believe it, and and they don't have fun. So there we go. That's <laughs> that's very funny. But don't do illegal things, everybody. I feel like I have to say that somewhere on this uh, on this segment. But yeah, it's, uh, look, man, you oh, you wouldn't steal a car, wouldn't I? I might if that. Well, never mind. I was going to go into a whole thing about what the difference is between having a show available and then no longer having it available because the uh, greedy corporation who runs the thing wants to get a tax break, and uh, the car doesn't really work there. So, I guess if you bought a car and then you had it for a while, or you, all right, no, maybe buying the car is not exactly the way because you would own that car then. So, if you lease a car from the dealership and you have the car for let's say two years, you got a three-year lease. Then they decide, hey, we're pulling this car off the market and they come and take your car. Then wouldn't you be inclined to steal that car back? Because like, hey, I still, we had a contract, we had a deal, right? And you took it. Just like, hey, I'm watching this show and you said, hey, it's going to be available. And all of a sudden, with no warning, it's gone. Because those like, last call things on Netflix, they're not really public. Like they don't go out. What I mean by that is, is they don't go out to every subscriber. Like I had to sign up to get on the mailing list for that. To be like, here's what's coming to Netflix. And at the end of the email or the end of the list, the document, whatever it is, uh, it's, oh, by the way, last call. Here are the things that are leaving this month, right? So that, like, if it went to every subscriber to your email, that'd be different. But the fact that they send it to certain people for like the press and then other sites post it, like, there's a way that you don't know that at all. Like, something's leaving and you're in the middle of watching it. And it's like, hey, what the hell? I was watching this show. Oh, well, we sent it out to this person over here. And you didn't see it. Well, too bad. So that's kind of, like, I, I get it. I get it. You wouldn't steal a car, though. Might you? If they did that to you? If they sent out a uh, a little press release to uh, to J.D. Power & Associates? And said, hey, by the way, we're pulling this car off the market. So you got to turn them in and and do whatever it is you would do with the car before this day, or we're going to come take it. And all of a sudden you walk out to go to work and your car's gone, or they're taking your car. Like, oh, we told, we told these people, you didn't check that. That's your fault. Right? So I guess there we go. We made the car analogy work. You wouldn't steal a car. You remember those commercials, by the way, anti-piracy commercials back in the day, you wouldn't steal a car. Why would you steal a song or a movie? Well, I would, if I had access to it. And then with no warning that it was pulled, then I would think about it. So there you go. There's that's piracy for you. In a nutshell, did we make that work? I think we did. I felt good enough about that. I wasn't, I really wasn't going to do it. And then I thought the comedic pause would make it work. And I think it did. So there we go. All right. Uh, Last one. Jill says she got one from Mary Kay. This is what brought this on. She used to be a rep for Mary Kay. So she sold makeup at parties or whatever. Uh, And then she stopped because she was like, nope, I don't want to do this anymore. Because you have to pay. What happens is you have to pay up front for your product. And then you're kind of stuck with it if you don't sell it. So she stopped being a rep. She had a bunch of leftover stuff and decided, hey, I'm going to advertise this in a Facebook yard sale group or whatever. Hey, I got some stuff. It's new. It's never been opened. You can have it, sell it for, I don't know, five bucks or whatever, and it's yours. And some dork called her out in the group like, oh, if you're a rep, you're not supposed to do that. It's in the contract. And she's like, well, I'm not a rep anymore. So I'm just trying to get rid of this stuff. She's like, oh, actually, you can't do that. Bro. And all of a sudden, Jill gets a letter from Mary Kay because this person either like was a higher up in Mary Kay or turned around and ratted her out to the people in Mary Kay, like a loser. And all of a sudden Joe gets a letter says, Hey, you're reselling our product. You to stop that. And she had to email the people, whoever they were, the legal people to say, yes, I got the, I got the letter. I got the notice. No, I'm not going to sell any more of your stuff, which is funny because if she had just gone to a yard sale, like, Hey, I got makeup and sold the makeup. Nobody would know or care. Like, unless that person happened to show up and be like, oh, where'd you get this stuff? I bought it and didn't use it. There you go. Done with that. How's, how about that? Right? Like, they never would have known if this loser didn't report. Like, oh, my God, what a dork. Get a life. Get a life, nerd. All right. Anyway. I <laughs> Speaking of nerds, I can't believe I've never gotten a cease and desist for the show. I, I can't. Because I, I have done, I have, uh, what did that guy say? That guy who left me that review, uh, freshly used copyrighted material, right? I've done it. When we did favorite movie score, favorite TV theme song, favorite what favorite holiday, whatever, like I've used little clips of theme songs from movies and TV shows on the show, which I know technically, am I supposed to do that? Probably not, but not a lot of you listen to the show, so it does not, I'm not, it's actually, this is a good thing. I'm not saying, oh, nobody listens, bro. I don't care. Like I said, I don't care. I do this for me. So the fact that a lot, not a lot of you listen is actually better because then I can keep doing what I want to do with these segments, play these music things and do all this fun stuff because nobody who's important enough to issue me a notice is going to even know I exist. So that's great. So yeah, I, I can't believe I've never gotten one because technically I have, uh, I've been riding that line for a couple of years, right? I, I've been, uh, what do you say? So I guess not sailing the digital seas, but I've definitely been, uh, been riding the line between, is this okay? And is this not okay for a while when I do this stuff, but like, it makes it more fun. It makes me happy that not, 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 not gonna work here anymore. Is that not a ton of people listen to the show. So it won't really be a problem because in order for it to be an issue, number one, people have to know who you are. Number two, a lot of people have to have access to what you're doing. And number three, I think I'd have to be making money, which I am not, not for the base show. And, the, by the way, patrons, when I play those things, the Patreon subscribers, don't get those segments, right? Like, I, I don't put in the actual music things in the Patreon version, because then that would be the issue, right? Then I would, like, people are paying to hear that sh- that part of that version of the show, and so then I would have to pay the people involved and do all that. So we skip all that, but I'm very happy that I've never gotten a cease and desist, and that... uh yeah, not a lot of you listen to the show, uh, which means I get to keep doing what I want to do, which is fantastic. So thank you all for your answers. Thank you, Jill, for the question. Yeah, cease and desist. If you've ever gotten one, or if you think of a funny reason to get one, let me know. we're at the Melting Pat, we will do the stuff. We can always come back to everything that we have, right? We can always revisit and have fun. All right? All right. This has been a long segment. We're going to take a break. We will do, uh, I saw this. Man, right after I recorded last week, uh, a guy used his dad's welfare benefits fraudulently. And this story gets wilder at every turn. I thought so. Wait, do I remember that clearly? No. We're going to learn together right after this. Okay, we're back. This story came out a week or the day after I recorded last week. A man went to jail for hiding his father's death to steal... Social Security and pension benefits. And I thought this was insane. So he's been sentenced to five years in prison. Timothy Gritman of Broadheadsville, Pennsylvania, pleaded guilty to wire fraud and Social Security fraud after an investigation found he stole $204,985 of his late father's benefits. Man, that's like, that's bad enough, right? We're going to keep going because it gets better and or worse. So this guy, the lawyers are like, oh, he chose dollars and cents over dignified death for his dad. And uh, he went to lengths to keep the money coming in to hide his dad's passing because he wanted the money. He was greedy. All right, cool. So investigators say that the father, whose name was Ralph, was last seen alive by his family in 2016 when he was 79 and in poor health. Then, the next summer, so 2017, both of them moved to Wyoming, where the fa- for, so from Pennsylvania to Wyoming, where the father's health benefits were last used in September of that year and never again. So, we can roll with this information that the dad died, Ralph, died in September, October 2017. So, it's alleged that Timothy, the son, hid his father's death from the family. And that's crazy enough. Like, the first part of this is like, wow, dude, you didn't tell the family that their, that their relative died. And also, you're keeping his money. Like, you're faking that he's still alive to keep getting his pension and his Social Security. Okay. And apparently he disposed of the dad's body, but we don't know where or how. Okay. He never reported his dad's death. So, like, what, the dad died in the house or wherever? I guess, well, I guess he must have died at home, right? Because if he died in the hospital, there's a record of that. And then the scheme doesn't work, so he must like he went to the hospital and said, "Oh, you're in poor health. Take this, do this, whatever." So they take him home. They're in Wyoming for whatever reason. Takes him home, and then what? The guy just dies in the living room, I guess, or or in his sleep or something like that. And so the son doesn't. I wonder when he hatched this plan. By the way, like how long was he planning to move to Wyoming, right away from? I assume away from family and friends who would notice that he wasn't around. And would like check in on him, I guess, because like, oh no, he's he's across the country, so we can't do that. And so it's like, all right, so he doesn't report it, so he must have died at home. So then he kept using his Social Security payments and his pension benefits for five years, 2017 to 2022. That is, uh, oh my god! But this next part, this is why, really, why I wanted to bring this up. So in that five-year span. The guy lied to government officials. He even posed as his father several times by using makeup to make himself look older. So let's see where we are. 2017. Dad's not doing well. 2016. Dad's not doing well. 2017. He's like, hey, let's go to Wyoming. Why? I don't know. Let's go to Wyoming for whatever reason. So they they use his health insurance. Say, hey, went to the doctor, got whatever. So he dies somewhere after, sometime after that. Dad passed away. Okay. Son doesn't report it. And so for the next five years, says, yeah, my dad's still here. Ralph's still alive. So he's been using his checks, keeping his checking account open, keeping his cards active, keeping his uh, whatever it is, keeping all that like with the bank, with the DMV, if he's got a car, with uh, whatever, all these agencies, maybe if he was receiving food stamps, Medicaid, whatever, keeping that open as well. So fraudulently filling out those forms too. And then the icing on the cake, buddy, like you had to go, I guess you would have to go to the social security office, go or like the pension office or whatever to be like, Hey, every year you go and do a, a renewal, I guess. And you have to go in and sign some forms. So this guy, instead of like, Oh man, we got this for a few months and now the jigs up. Cause I got to go in and like, got to prove that he's still here. No, he put on old man makeup, probably you know walked with a limp. probably got a cane. He like, hey, I'm Ralph. How's it going? And just for five years, five years, posed as his father several times. He put on this man. Put on old. Disposed of his dad's body somewhere. There's got to be a, a forensic files special about this at some point, right? I mean, you don't have the announcer. R.I.P. Peter Thomas. But like, there's got to be some kind of special about this, right? Like is is that like Jesus. 5 years. He posed as his dad like imagine. He's sitting in the mirror, right? Dad's, you know, buried in the backyard of this Wyoming property or whatever or like under the house or something. And this guy's put he's like, "I got to go get the go get this payments, man. Oh, got to <laughs> Like what? Like what? What are you doing? What are you doing, man? Why? 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 Like what is that? Oh my god. What what are you doing? What are you doing? Also, the guy has not shared what he did with his father's remains or where they are. Investigators have not yet found his body, found the dad's body after multiple searches. Where do you think they looked, by the way? Like, do they look? Maybe. All right. So, no, because they both went to Wyoming. So, like, maybe he actually buried him, like, in in Pennsylvania. Oh, my God. Uh, he, also, the guy was ordered to pay $83,188 to the Social Security Administration and also one hundred ten thousand. 897 to the New York state and local retirement system. Jesus Christ. What are we doing? So when do you think he came up with this plan? Right? So the la- they said, the article says the last time his dad, last time Ralph, the dad was seen by family was 2016. He was 79 and he's in poor health. So Timothy decides Hey, we're going to move to Wyoming. Dad and I are going to move to Wyoming. Now, let, let's assume they live together. So like, let's assume that Dad's in poor health. He signs over, I, don't know, I guess, power of attorney or something to Timothy. Maybe they live together. And he goes, okay, we're going to take him to Wyoming. We're going to let him live out there. We're going to get him out of the, out of the hustle and bustle of Broadheadsville. Where is Broadheadsville, by the way? Let's look this up. I want more information, by the way. I don't know. Where were they in Wyoming? What did detectives do to look for his body? Uh Burheadsville is in Monroe County. Oh, that's like an hour and a half from here. Maybe not. Let me see. All right. Maybe it's like two hours. That's north of, yeah, north of Allentown. All right. So it's like two hours away. So two hours from me, by the way. So, <laughs> so this guy decides population of the town is, uh, 1700 by the way as of the 2020 census so that's a smallish town right so you like someone would know right even if like family's not there somebody would know that something was off like hey where's ralph right or like hey i haven't seen ralph in a while how's he doing what's going on it's like somebody would that's a small enough town i suppose that somebody would recognize something was wrong and so this guy's like hey We're going to go to Wyoming. We don't know anybody out there. Great. So they go to Wyoming. Dad needs to go to the hospital or the doctor to get pills or whatever. And, oh, maybe he got pills, sold the pills for more money. Then the dad died and was like, hey, you know what I could do? We're going to keep this going. I want to know when he hatched the plan for the scheme. I want to know, like, how long was this in the works? Did the guy make his dad sign over power of attorney so he could make all these decisions for him? Oh, did the guy decide to move in with dad? Like maybe he's got siblings, it didn't mention any siblings, but maybe he's got siblings. He's like, oh, I'll take care of dad, don't worry. <laughs> and he took care of all the stuff, right? So he had this plan for years. Oh my God, bro. What are you doing? What are you doing, man? And you're dumb enough to get caught, I guess. That but five years though. That's a long time to I wonder who tipped him off? Like who like somebody had to say, Hey, where's my dad? He went to Wyoming with my brother or cousin or whoever. Or You know, where's my grandpa? Where's my brother? Where's whoever, right? Relative, where's Ralph? We haven't seen him. Who calls that in and says, hey, something's going on here and I don't like it. And so they find Timothy somewhere. Did did he go back to Pennsylvania, I wonder? Is that how he got caught? Because he went back to Pennsylvania. Somebody found him and said, hey, where's Ralph? Where's dad? Whoever. Like, what the hell? I need more information. I need a documentary episode about this on id or whatever we need to know more about this we really do i just what why what do you do so you jesus so you hid your dad's death you probably hid the body somewhere right because like you would have to do that off book otherwise somebody would have reported it right i assume if you go to a crematorium like an official place they have a record and they go oh okay he died here and they would notify whoever right there's probably some legal uh some legal thing where they have to do that, right? So we don't have a situation like this. So he had to do it himself, right? Let's roll with this. He disposed of it himself, kept the money coming in. So he was, you know, forging all those documents and e-signatures and whatever he had to do for the Social Security and the pension. So he was forging that stuff to say, hey, yeah, Ralph's still here. He's getting the money. Sure, great. And then he posed as his dad. He put on old man makeup, to go to Social Security, to keep the checks coming. That's devious, dude. That is devious. But he's been sentenced to five years in prison. And um, I hope at some point we figure out what happened. Where did dad go? Where's Ralph? Where is Ralph? You tell me right now, goddammit. Where is Ralph? Who's getting a TV show about this? Geez, this is crazy. Probably not the only story like this. So if you got a story, a crazy story, where somebody's pretending to be their dad, I want to know about it. Cause that's, I want more stories like this, more weird crime stories where guys get caught cause they're, he slipped up somewhere. He had to, otherwise we wouldn't hear about this. So, oh boy. So he's going to prison as he should. So the lesson here is don't pretend to be your dead dad and uh, don't hide his death from the family. Cause they're going to find out. They're going to wonder, Hey, where the hell's Ralph? What's that guy up to? And then you have this happen. So there we go. Welfare fraud, man. And social security fraud. Like, bro, what the, the fact they said welfare fraud makes me think he was using uh, fraudulent food stamps, too. Or like Medicaid or something like that. So I, I feel like he, uh, he used that, too. So triple whammy, I suppose. But good lord, bro. Don't... Uh, if I could teach you anything, don't do this. Don't be this guy. Don't be this guy. All right. The uh, recording program starting to yell at me, so we'll take a break. We will come back. We will talk about, uh, oh, the captain. We should have the captain talk about the flag guys right after. The hope this all worked. Break. We'll be right back. Okay, there you have it. Sorry, I'm adjusting myself here. I should probably take this out. Hold on. I think it was longer than 20 minutes. I'm supposed to uh, take out the peas after 20 minutes, and then 20 minutes go by, and then I put it back on. And hopefully that helps. I don't know. It really it helped in the moment. So that's good. All right. So welfare. Man, don't don't pretend to be your dead dad to get a social security, bro. Get a job. Get a job, you bum. Jesus. Sorry, I'm moving the peas. Hold on. I have nowhere else to put them. I'll keep them in my lap. It'll be fine. So let me tell you one thing. Before we go to the captain and before we end the show, I saw this the other day. You can now do your taxes. Through ChatGPT. And I have to tell you, please don't do this. If I can teach you anything about finances, let me teach you two things. Number one, never take a cash advance on your credit card. You will get slammed with so much interest, you will never be able to pay that off. Don't do it. Because if you have to take a cash advance, it means you're already in dire straits. So don't dig the hole deeper. Because otherwise you'll have to pretend to be your dead dad to get his pension to pay that off. So don't do that. So that's the first thing. The second thing. Do not use a chatbot to do your taxes. Certainly don't pay it $50. Like whoever's running ChatGPT, they're charging $50. I just don't know. Don't do that. Don't use, chat, don't use a damn chatbot to do your taxes. Don't do that. If you want to pay somebody to do your taxes, give me 50 bucks. I'll do your taxes. I've been doing my own taxes since I was 18, all right? Half my life, almost. I'll do your taxes. PayPal me 50 bucks. I'll do your taxes right now. I'll do it in 15 minutes. Well, I guess it depends how many people there are, but I know how to do it. Don't use a chatbot to do your taxes. Why would you do that? Why? Why? All right, l- Listen. A chatbot at its core is just taking information that people give it and using that to update its own service to spit out new information. Right? So it tells these stories like it it the chatbot is good until like 2022 or like up to date as of like 2022 on internet knowledge, right? Because that's all the code that's been fed into it, right? Why would you take that like When Fry McDunston was on the show a couple months ago, we talked about AI and basically what these bots do is they update themselves based on information people give it. So what would possess you to give your financial information to a chatbot, to like the open internet? I'm not saying the internet's super secure all the time. And sure, we all take risks with what we put online. But please, for the love of whatever you pray to, do not use a chatbot to do your taxes. If you need to spend the money, go to H&R Block or pay me. I'm cheaper. I promise. It's going to be great. It'll be fine. You don't or learn how to do your taxes. You're an adult. Figure it out. Oh my god, don't. Don't do your like H&R Block's free, bud. TurboTax used to be free. H&R Block was free for me. We had a simple return. We just got a refund the other day. But please do not. Don't use a chatbot to do your taxes but just uh, why would you do this why (sighs) look i love technology as much as the next guy i really do i think you can do some cool things with ai and there are some things that ai should not be used for one of the things ai should not be used for is do your taxes do your own taxes oh my god why would you do that why why? I just rub my hands on my feet like. Why would you do? Why? First of all, don't put financial information into a chatbot. That's the first thing. Don't put any personal information into a chatbot, and don't pay it either. Like, why would you? Why? What are you doing? What? Like, how? How complicated? Well, okay. If your taxes are that complicated, pay a, a, an actual CPA or pay a pay HR block, whoever. Right your your solution should not be i'm going to use chat gpt to do my taxes here's 50 bucks what is wrong with you what are, if the look if we get any irs people listening if someone does their taxes through chat gpt just just even them out or like make them pay you 50 bucks like you already paid chat gpt 50 bucks you got to pay us 50 bucks too cuz you wasted our time that's what you should do that'll help right so you already paid 50 bucks to the chatbot for your taxes and the IRS decided, "Hey, you're stupid. Pay us 50 bucks too." You won't know that it's wrong cuz you use the damn chatbot to do your taxes. Jesus. Don't Look cuz then again, you have to go and pretend to be your dead dad to use his pension cuz you're out of money cuz you had to pay ChatGPT and the IRS. Don't do just don't, Jesus. Again, if I can teach you two financial literacy things in your life. Look, I'm not a, I'm not a genius, but I've learned a lot. I'm 35. I'm a dad. I feel qualified to give advice. And I will give you these two pieces of advice of advice for free. Do not take a cash advance on a credit card. Do not use a chatbot to do your taxes. For the love of whatever you again, for the love of God or whoever, do not use a chatbot to do your taxes. You dumb we're, d- we're done. People are, stu- people are too stupid. We should not have access to this, te- to this technology because nobody knows how to use it. Not nobody. But people are paying 50 bucks to do their taxes for... It. I really hope the captain's here so he could save us again because um, now I'm flummoxed. I really was just going to tell you at the top, like, hey, 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 don't use a chatbot to do your taxes, you idiot. And then seven minutes later, here we are. So I, I just... I don't know who thought this was a good idea. I don't know who thinks it's a good idea to pay a chatbot to do your taxes. Uh, It's not. It's a terrible idea. And don't do this. Don't do that. Don't. Just don't. Just don't do it. Pat, why not? If you have to ask, you're too dumb to know. Just don't use a chatbot to do your taxes, okay? And don't take a cash advance on a credit card. All right? All right. There we go. Captain, please be there to save us because we need some levity after this. Levity? Brevity? I'm hungry. All right. Captain, tell us what's up with the Fly Guys. The floor, please be there. The floor is yours. Take it away. Hey,
1: Flyers fans. Mark back at you again with another Flyers. Oh, yeah. Woo, guys. Here we are towards the end of February, rolling into the last two months of the hockey season. The Flyers currently sitting third in the Metropolitan Division. They have some tough games coming up, some divisional games coming up so let's take a look at where they have been recently so last Thursday Flyers ended up losing four to three against the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto in overtime this game went back and forth back and forth the Flyers clawing back showing that resilience as they have all season then on Saturday the Flyers had a very special game the stadium series playing up at MetLife Stadium the Flyers taking on the Devils Now the outcome wasn't quite what they wanted, ended up losing that game six to three, but the Flyers were able to showcase what they have going on. This is a rebuilding team and the Flyers had that prime time game to show some of those young stars. Now tonight the Flyers are gonna be heading to Chicago, taking on the Blackhawks, playing a very poor Chicago team. However, Connor Bedard is back, coming back from that jaw fracture. So it'll be exciting to see the kid out there We'll see what they can do, but I think the Flyers can handle business tonight. Then the Flyers are going to take on two division rivals. They're taking on the Rangers Saturday and then the Penguins Sunday. The Rangers are playing in Philly on Saturday, and then the Flyers have to go up to Pittsburgh on Sunday. So two huge games for the division, and then they're going to finish out next Tuesday. They're playing against the Lightning at home, and that finishes out February, guys. And then we're rolling into only 22 games left after that. 15 in March, 7 in April. The Flyers currently standing third place in the Metropolitan Division. I am excited. I think this team can do it. I think they can make the playoffs. Let's see if they can continue to push and make these games count to get those big points. So, guys, that's it for me here inside the Melting Path on Next Level
0: Radio. Thank you, my friend, the Mouthy Pat, the Next Level Network, in case he wasn't there. In which case, oh, boy. All right. Thanks, everybody. That's it. That is it for me today. Sorry, no song. I know I didn't have a... Didn't have a... It didn't mean to do a real mouth riff and do it justice. But uh, next week, we should be back. We should be okay with... My... Should be better. We should be... We should be okay to do do what we usually do. Shout out to the doctor. Shout out to Patrice for uh, doing such great work on the old snippy snip, I'll keep you, I won't keep you posted, but I'll let you know in three months if it worked, so fingers and toes crossed, thank you everybody for your cease and desist answers, that was a lot of fun, and uh, don't pretend to be your dead dad, or dead any relative, to get their pension, because you're going to get caught, because nobody is slick enough to not get caught, all right, all right, and don't use a chatbot to do your taxes, that's all, okay, all right, the themeltingpat.com for all of my stuff, the newsletter, the patreon, all the, the music we play, all the things that are up there on the website for you, uh, there's a contact page. That is the best way to get a hold of me, leave a message, send a text, 209-867-7638. Do the things over there. We'll have all the fun. Okay? All right. We're good, right? I hope this all worked. I don't know. It sounds, it's, it's probably okay. We'll find out later, or we'll have to rerecord all this tomorrow. We'll do our best. <laughs> <laughs> but that is all. g and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. philadelphonic.com for more from them. And that, my friends, is our show. Thank you very much. Take care. Don't be stupid. Right? Right. This has been an eight poilent production. Until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And, of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. We are good, right? Yes. Thank you. I love you. Go have fun. Okay, all right. Break. You've been inside the belty pat on the next level network. Go crap open a cold one.
2: Yo, could I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. a sweaty ass ass ass, and lemonade of be nice of a from the top to a VK. Got a backup, a drink, buck crust, got the bait on the front board, see, I got some ice. Tea. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming, don't give me no water. Bless some ice and a dash up from the NW of yuca ice cream to make it a double full mistake from the fat and real good that Chocolate egg cream, yo, I'm turning cherry browns in court, I'm chill, but I'm too semi-fried Wow, to the right, they got beverage I of me a hot coffee, I'm finna up with ice a man, is like it's drink. please fix me a large slice Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old, yeah, I have a beverage drink, so it's cold Cold, 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 cold Something from the bar Yeah, I like the beverage, yeah beverage I'm feeling kinda of bored. Stick it in the fridge. 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 Go girl, work the cold one. Go girl, work the cold one. What? Go girl, work the cold one. Go girl, work the cold one. Yo, where I'm fishing. Keep one thing clear The bait's over there The brew's right here Two six packs in a big bag of ice Didn't even get to bite But the brew tastes a nice Back to the ball So very of reason a colada Need a whole lot Of them food drinks that got to meet up on so I must tell you I'm the cool aid kid When you serve my drink Please stick it in the fridge Cause I like cool beverage yeah. I like cool beverage yeah. I like cool beverage yeah. Uh-huh I'm kind of thirsty yeah. I like yeah.